Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike alongside Joe. Craig in the background doing his thing. We are here on February 2nd. It is around 5, we'll call it 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So we are recording on a Thursday, the latest in the week that we normally record. We are here for you guys to talk about the Pokemon card trade. Uh, the Pokemon card, almost, I almost said the Pokemon card trading game. Close enough. The Pokemon trading card game. We have a pretty decent show lineup for you guys today. A lot of little itty bitty pieces of news. We have a really substantial regional coming up. That I mean, substantial literally meaning the amount of people going to it. Talk a little bit about what we expect at that event. Uh, and then we will be good to go. First and foremost, though, I have to open the show as I do every single week. Joe, how are you doing on this Thursday evening? Uh, okay. Like, uh, I, I'm back in school stuff, so I got class from 6.30 to 9.30. So scheduling for our podcast is getting a little t- little tough, but it's doable. We're, we're finding pockets, but... Um, uh-huh. You were back in school. Only for 24 weeks. Yeah, I'm just happy because I got out. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like I got up, got a little bit of groceries that last me for, I don't know, a week, hopefully. <laughs> Cried a bit because of the, the price, but... Groceries do be getting a little more expensive. Yeah. Um, but just kind of studying up for my classes and studying up for today's podcast because not, not that there's not much to talk about, it's just it's not as easy as other weeks, so it requires a little bit of research this week. Hey man, we we do what we got to do, and that's how we do it. I, I feel that, especially when I was going through school, so I get that. I actually recently ordered ordered a little gift to myself as as a reward for being done with school. And it was actually, I was thinking about, all right, I could buy a lot of cards like for my collection that did go across my head, but I changed my mind. I ended up, I've been eyeing a Steam Deck, which if you don't know what that is, that is Steam Valve's handheld device. I've been eyeing that sucker for like six months and it's like skyrocketed in terms of just like view, like user, user feedback and updates and things like that. I, I ordered that. And uh, I'm pretty excited to have it get here. I'm a little scared because it's really cold, like really cold here. And it's supposed to come in the next week, week and a half. And I'm just hoping the $400 device doesn't sit outside for a very long time. So I'm a little concerned there, but I'm excited to get that. You should just leave a blankie outside. I shouldn't say please wrap in. That'd be very nice. That'd be. I wonder if they'd actually do it. Like, I don't know. We had a cooler, like, right? You just get like a like a pot of like warm water oh, and God. put it in the cooler. Oh, it says, "Please put it inside the cooler, but don't put it in the pot of water." Please don't place device in water. Yeah, I, I I'm excited for it. I mean, there's a lot of cool things on it. Um, from what I understand, I could even figure out a way, even though it's completely irrelevant because it's on mobile. I bet I could play the new client on there. I I keep on forgetting that is that that's available on iPhone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm gonna yeah. ruin my my lunch breaks, aren't I? Absolutely. Yeah. The the full client. It's but it's weird. It's in um, it's vertical. It's vertical, like 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 you play it vertically. Eh? Also, kind of makes sense. It's the only thing that's weird about it is like you can't see your full hand, 
but it like divides it up. So like you can you can scroll through it left or right, but there's like a button that's like see the Pokemon in your hand, see the trainers in your hand, see the energy in your hand. So it like automatically sorts things. So that's I've played it a little bit because most of the time when I play, I'm on a computer. But I've played it a little bit, and I've had a pretty decent experience with it, I think. So yeah, you're about to uh, you are about to ruin your you're about to ruin your time at lunch, aren't you? Oh, I have a student right now, so not as much right now. Well, you can play with them. But I mean, yeah, sounds like we're doing pretty decent. It's just cold, and that's that's how it be in the Midwest. I'm gonna dive in. Just to the smaller pieces of news, we'll kind of just see where it goes conversation-wise. The first and foremost does relate to the the client itself. Crown Zenith has officially been announced as the final expansion that will be added to the Pokemon card or Pokemon training card game online client. After March 1st, 2023, PTCGO will still be available because they have not announced the date of it going away but it is now done receiving updates. So if you were for some reason, which I, I can't even imagine why you really would because of accessibility purposes, there's no reason to stay on there. You are going to be in a fixed meta that wouldn't be changing. Um, I think the team challenge is oddly still on the client as of now, which is a little weird. I'm sure they'll, that'll move too. Well, you you anticipate that it will, but it was weird that it was still mentioned as staying there. PTCG Live did kind of make their new battle pass clear that this is the global beta. They did officially kind of state that for the first time ever. So with that being said, it's not shocking to see a final expansion date for the PTCGO client. I'm assuming it'll probably close like by the end of the, the calendar year or something. I don't see any reason. I mean, you could just close it on March 1st, but if they're leaving it open, I, I, I could see them just kind of holding that off for a while. Do you think they're going to close it quickly or do you think they're just going to leave it up? Uh, I'm not sure, but I would start mar- migrating sooner than later because once that date's announced of it being like the final time to migrate your stuff, you might hit into a lot of snafus and t- different hangups as you c- convert your counts over. So if you have no reason to be on PTCGO, like in terms of oh, I'm doing the gym, oh, not gym leader challenge, uh, team challenge yeah. stuff, then you can stay on PTCGO. But if you're not, I would probably sooner than later tran- transition to live, just because to avoid any potential uh, surge of transferred accounts. Right. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, because you and I had huge problems with it, and like not we, we were th- we we when it got announced that it was live for global beta, I guess we're gonna call it. Yeah, we we switched over, right? Yeah, we switched over right away. But again, it we couldn't for like three weeks, right? We tried to, and there was a huge error. I just I had to submit a support ticket, all that stuff. Yeah, so give your guys some time. Yeah, do it sooner than later if you are. I honestly. Regardless of what people have said, we've used it for a, quite a while, long enough now, put in enough games to be able to comfortably talk about it. I don't, I think the client's in a great position. I know there's some cards that are bugged, but like in comparison to PTCGO, I don't see any purpose to stay on PTCGO at this point. 
Uh, me neither. Like even so, I I signed on today a little bit to play, and last time I played, there were like three cards that were bugged, and when I signed on today, there was a list of two cards that are still bugged. One says Suyin Zorark, which doesn't really matter anyways. It's not in a great spot. And unfortunately, Sky Seal Stone is bugged there. Which is one of the new cards. Which is one of the new uh, cards, yeah. Um, but I, but it seems like they're trying to work and patch through things. So um, surely, but surely. But it, even though you want to play with it, I don't think it totally ruins the experience at all. I've, I've, I have nothing negative to say about it yet. Absolutely. I mean, you get meta decks right off the top. You get a bunch. Of, I mean, there's just there really is no excuse not to transfer over unless of a very like niche situation. I guess that's it there. And like we got, I think our friends that played the the theme deck meta, they were happy to play a theme deck meta. I think we got them interested in playing again since they have the accessibility to these decks. Absolutely, you've you you're you have access to like real decks. And granted, it makes me see Lugia eighty-seven times, but it's newer players getting into the game in a sense that is more related to like how it's actually played competitively. Because the, the, the one of the questions is like, do I just get them for free? I'm like, yeah, you just get it for free. Yeah, is it, I, is it I, the best optimized list? No, but it can still be fine. You can't exactly like build a deck from scratch super easy. I think I actually think it's easier in PTCGO to do that, just because it's you know you buy code cards you, you can do. I think it's easier, but in terms of what you have access to and how it plays and where you can play it from, absolutely no reason not to transfer over. Next up on the list, uh, we have a quick product. We have the Cyclozar EX box in May. Cyclozar EX. I feel like we definitely have talked about this before, but I do want to go over it again. 210 HP, basic colorless for one colorless energy. Power run, 30 damage. Search your deck for a basic energy and attach it to Cyclozar. For three colorless, full throttle, 180, and you can't attack next turn. Weak to fighting and a retreat of one. I feel like when we talked about this card, you said, all right, well, 180 is a pretty decent thing, but how do you feel about it? Uh, What's the retreat cost again? One. No. No. Um, I think there's better EX cards out there right now that even that even already A6 too as well. So I would agree. Um, it's not in my top tier. Nor have I seen anything with Cyclozar EX uh in any Japanese video yet. True, because you have been kind of putting that time in there. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Japanese meta stuff with Scarlet and Violet. There you go. Sweet. Past that, we have a little more information on set releases. I guess there's also a side note that they have noted that you know Kadabra will be returning for the first time in 21 years in the Pokemon 151 set because since that guy allowed it to be printed again, I, I guess that's news, but I think it's going to be more relevant when we see it. Right? There's probably not much you have to add to that. Yeah, not much there. Yeah, so we'll move on to some more relevant conversations, and that is set release date information. So we know that the first set this year released at a later time than it typically does, along with, you know, we have our new rotation that as well happened later than we thought it would. 
I think that I think that's probably fair to say. We have now gotten word that our second set set for Scarlet and Violet will release on uh, June thirtieth. Almost said January thirtieth. It will release on June thirtieth. This is not something we are used to, because typically for NAIC, which is what late June usually. I'm looking up the 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 date right June now. June 24th. I found it. I found it. Okay. I found it. So June 24th. That's usually a tournament where we're getting getting word of or taking part in a new meta. Typically, right? Sometimes Milwaukee also kind of falls under that, but usually it's NEIC, correct? Yeah, because it would come in early June. Or like late May, I feel like we've had before. Mm. We've had situations where, you know, you have a couple weeks before the event and NAIC, which is usually the biggest event of the year, enters with a new meta. As far as we know, that will not be happening now. We don't necessarily know because, again, do we know the official date for NAIC? Uh, let me do look up. I'm going to look it up as well. We'll see who gets there first. Well, you said you found it. No, I found when the old one was. It still says June 23. So we don't actually have a date yet. So with that being said, with us not actually having a date for the North American International Championship, I guess my question for you with this is, because we're getting a set later, we don't know if this is going to be permanent or not, but are we going to see NAIC in like July? Potentially, but they did announce June 2023. Oh, you're right. I'm stupid. I didn't say it. So, so I guess NAIC is just going to be another regional. It just or international. One big international where you have the same meta that you did the last several events. You mentioned something, though, that was interesting before we recorded. So why don't you kind of go into that, though? Because I feel like you brought up something that could still, even though it's not as exciting as a new meta could still entice really big numbers at NAIC outside of the fact that it's, it's going to be popular no matter what, but this could really draw some people in. Yeah. So NAIC has never been one to shy away from bigger uh, things and gimmicks. So like in the past years, they've had uh, sword and shield booths and things like that and other cool things. Uh, big community days, and I'm thinking what Pokemon might be doing, which I would hopefully they do. Um, I I wish they would release set two for Scarlet and Violet earlier, so it'd be available for the meta. But I think it'd be really cool to set release uh, Scarlet and Violet set two for the NAIC weekend. So uh, vendors have products, you have side games, you could probably have the pre-release stuff going on on the side with the new set going on. So like if you happen to drop 03 or whatever, there's still plenty of cool stuff you could do. Hopefully the vendors will actually have products there for you, singles, things like that. Um, and even start like testing for the next stuff coming up. Um, hopefully too, is like, if that comes at the same time, you know, like typically like, um, prize pool for players, like end up getting like a booster box or something like that. Yeah. It'd be cool if they got a booster box of that new set that had just come out rather than just like Scarlet and Violet one. I agree with that. I actually, you know, and, and that's a really good idea too. Cause 
the next event after NAIC is Worlds, usually, right? Uh, typically, yes. So maybe we get into a situation now where, unless you know things aren't shifting a ton, the set comes out day of NAIC, let's say, which could happen. It's usually a week earlier, but we could still do it. And then after you get all this new product, your next event will be the new meta. And now we go back to that like new world's meta. Yeah. Which could be like also like I said, the interesting part, like what if you like didn't do so well in the tournament? You still are there for the weekend for the most part. You already bought your hotel, you're already there, traveled. What if you find some new players to play with and you start play testing for worlds or for the next shift? Our next tournament, like I think it's a cool opportunity to start playing with other players and just test things out. It's pretty cool. I, I honestly, when you brought that up, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like get product, that's sweet. But then I, making the world's connection, I mean, I guess a fair trade off to the sets releasing later would really just to be making worlds have the new meta. Yeah. You know, because that, that's a way better trade-off. To have Worlds have a new meta is way more exciting than having NAIC have the meta. And that just is what it is. And NAIC is arguably the second most exciting event of the year. Number-wise, everything, like, it just typically is. Worlds is number one. So yeah. having a new meta, I think, would be incredible. Do you have any other comments on that? Not particularly, no. Yeah, cool, yeah. Like I said, it's just... <laughs> It, it was worthwhile information, especially because of what you brought up. And I think that uh, I'm excited to kind of see what the news is now when they officially release that date. In terms of more recent stuff, though, we do also have a massive, massive regional on the way here this upcoming weekend. Orlando Regionals is this weekend, and it's looking like it's going to be just shy of 1,800 participants on the TCG side. That doesn't, I don't believe that takes into account of juniors, seniors, people drop, things like that. But we're looking at the biggest regional event ever, as far as I understand. And it's not that we have a huge shifting set, but this is also the first event where Crown Zenith is legal. And you bring in cards like Radiant Eternatus. The Sky Seal Stone that you talked about, which I think is going to be a really interesting card because it allows you to potentially take an extra prize. Joe, you've watched a couple or one video you said from Azul where he talked about his tier list, what to expect. I want you to kind of go through that briefly so we can and our listeners can get a better understanding of what we might be expecting this weekend when we're watching this event. Yeah. So, what I'd like to do for this video, um, first of all, Everybody go watch Azul's video. I want to give him credit for all the stuff that he's done and put all the effort into analyzing the current meta. Uh, out of fairness for Azul, and you guys should go watch that video, I think we should probably pick three to five decks and we can talk about where they are in his tier list because I really would prefer people to go check it out and see that video for themselves. I don't want to completely give all the information away that he has just to take away from traffic. I don't want any of that happening. So I think it's fair to maybe go over a couple of the decks and go over where they are on the tier list. What do you think about that? I'm perfectly fine with that. I think that's a respectful option. And like I said, I'll let you take the lead on this. So why don't you talk about the first deck okay. and we'll see where we get. All right. What we'll put this way, what deck do you want to hear about first? I don't really know. I mean I guess let's 
Let's just start off the top. What do you th- what what are we thinking is the most promising deck going into this event? Um so for him he's got four card or four different decks in tier 1 currently. Let's just start with the obvious answer everybody's looking forward to play is Lugia, right? Uh Lugia he's considering his tier 1 option. Now the most fascinating thing he's been talking about most of that video was people now including canceling Cologne. And a lot of the data he's been looking at are based on evening tournaments through PTCGO and things that he's been seeing. And he makes that uh, nice little analysis of like how many people, how much percentage of PTCGO or people are playing versus what he expects in IRL. Um, he expects a big number of Lugia as well, but a lot of people are playing canceling clone, uh, which is huge because people are playing Weezing to counter Lugia. In order to turn okay. off its ability for not to get Archeops and also just shutting off Archeops. Uh, Cancel and Cologne allows the, the uh, Lugia player to pop off that one turn it really needs to get moving again. So um, I think the inclusion of Cancel and Cologne has knocked that part down. It also uh, shuts down others. It also shuts down Mill Tank as well. And Mill Tank. So those who the stalling options in terms of to wall you off with an ability. Um, will not be much of an issue anymore. Sweet. I like that. What's another mm-hmm. deck that, that's at the top that you think could perform really well based on his video? We won't do all the tops. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's go based on the last video. Uh, the last um, uh, winner was Vikavolt, correct? Yes. Yep. So Vikavolt went down to tier two. Um, one of the big inclusions that I was looking at through. Uh, Poka Beach is the new Zamazenta that helps with the Lost Box matchup because he was saying that when you're playing Lost Box or Lost Zone Box, is that your matchup against Vikavolt is really, really bad. But according to the article around Poka Beach, the inclusion of Zamazenta, we'll kind of go over that in a second here, um, will kind of help counter that back out. So Zamazenta Baby is a, a metal Pokemon. Uh, two metal, one colorless with a retaliation attack. So it can hit for a total of 220 retaliation. And it's 130 and has an ability where you take 30 less damage per turn. So Vikavolt is doing basically nothing to you except for shutting off your items. True. Yeah, that's a good point. So they gave that possibility too. Um, so we talked about Lugia, we talked about Vikavolt and where they're at. Um, judging by our conversation, we can also make the assumption that uh, Lost Zone is going to be a top-tier deck. One of the variants of top-tier uh, Lost Zone decks, um, I'm not going to mention who dropped, but I want you to go take a video and take a look at that, at which Lost Zone variant is not as efficient as you think it is. Now, let's talk about a deck that maybe may have fallen from grace and with great promise. Uh, and going back to the whole canceling Cologne issue, Arceus Duraludon. You shut down Duraludon with your canceling Cologne. Right? Yeah. So that's another big deck that went from tier two, tier one, all the way to tier four. Interesting. So that was one of his, his predictions is Arceus Duraludon because of canceling clone will fall from grace. Hmm. And there's a couple of decks in his bad tier lex decks are ranking here, um, which is a little bit of a shock because I had so much hype 
with Pimpalkia is Kiram fell heavily hard. I can see that. Not as efficient anymore. Um, there are other decks that are meta-based. You can always look up where Mew has shifted, where Mew Fusion is gone. And the Arceus box, Mills, even mentions where he thinks Radiant Eternus will be. So um, I think that's enough to talk about where the, the tiers are for the decks that are going to show up. So we talked about Lugia, Lost Zone, Vicavolt, mm-hmm. shutting off Weezing, shutting off Duralda, um, Arceus Duraldon, and where Kiram lies right now. So um, I think that's a little bit of information there for everybody, and I really encourage everybody to look at that video to see where everything else lies. Yeah, I think that's good. Like I said, not giving it too much information, but yeah, obviously you have the big hitters. I mean, even Mew, right? Mew, a recent winner of regionals, has the ability to show up. There's these decks that we know have existed, and the question is, where do these little cards come in that are new? Radiant Eternatus, Zamazenta. I think Sky Seal Stone is going to be a huge card in this event. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you, if you don't remember what this tool does, because it's been a while since we talked about these new cards, Sky Seal Stone is a, an item which we already have the Forest Seal Stone. This card gives a Pokemon via V-Star power that is an ability. During your turn, you may use this ability. During this turn, if your opponent's active Pokemon, V-Star active Pokemon V-Max is knocked out by damage from an attack from your basic Pokemon V, take one more prize card. You're changing prize trades, right? I mean, V-Maxes, this wasn't as relevant, it, it was, right? You go from three to four. It's a big deal. But with VMAXs, the three prize trade, pretty much you were taking two no matter what. With V-Stars now, you start to switch things up a little bit. Adding that extra prize card could really stack things up. And I think we will see this in the top performing decks. I just don't know which variant we're going to see it in. Like, I don't know which archetype is going to benefit the most from this card. I just don't see why it wouldn't be played. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know why it wouldn't. Why wouldn't we see this in big numbers? Yeah, I, my prediction is the ones that are going to suffer the most is probably Mew against it because it goes from well, essentially an easier, an easier two-turn knockout. Yeah, well, or you take it right. You get four prizes off a of Mew V Max. You only have to knock out a Genesect. Yeah. You know, I, I think the decks that won't use it, you will not see Lugia using it because Lugia needs its V-Star. Right? You probably will not be seeing Arceus decks use it. You could. It's always an option. But typically, Arceus wants to use its V-Star. Any deck that benefits from that will probably avoid using Sky Seal Stone, aside from it being like a one-of in a different type of situation. But a lot of those decks, like what I mentioned, Lugia and Arceus variants, tend to want to use their V-Star abilities pretty early, right? Yeah, most people want to use them pretty early, where I feel like Skystone could be played mid to late. Yeah, I mean, and you talk about Mew, in the reverse, I think Mew could totally benefit from having this card. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's huge. You, you, you change that prize trade? I think that's massive for Mew. I think this deck, this card is really, really good for that. You already saw it using Forest Seal Stone before, so they've been using the other one. I don't see a single reason why it wouldn't run one of these. You know, or two, right? Just to just have them, just to have access to it. Yeah. 
it doesn't necessarily help lost box because they're typically single prizers. But I don't know. I I I I think this card will show up. I just don't know how much it will. And I I'm anticipating that when we look at the top eight the next week, we will see Sky Seal Stone in at least half of the decks. That's what I'm expecting. Anything else that you're looking to maybe expect to see this weekend or curious to see how it does? There's a a deck that he mentioned of Articudo and Teleon. And to be completely frank and honest, I don't know what the heck that is. That's the that's the water version of the electric deck we built online. That's the paralysis build. Oh, okay. Yes. So okay. so Articuno has instead of three energy, it's two energy, but it hits for less damage. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a con- it's not a control deck, but it it kind of is. It, it, you 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 control the pacing. Yes, you are controlling the pacing, but you're not denying your opponent as much. Obviously, yeah. it has paralysis, but you're really just winning the prize trade, and you kind of go at your own your own pace. Understood. Yeah. So that's that. Any other decks you're you're just looking to see? Um, I I'm just interested and in hope that Lost. I've always liked Lost Box. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm trying to remember who said it. You may. I think I remember this part where I think it was Arlington, right? Arlington won. Lost Box? It was one of those. It was one of those. Like, whoever it was, it was like Lost Box Kyogre or whatever it was. And someone said that Lost Box won't be ever be topping again because of certain ships in the meta. I think it's back. I'm high on... I'm high. I've always been... Like, my favorite deck to play, honestly, is Lost, Bone, Lost Zone Kyogre. I just find it fat, fun to play. Hey, I'm all for it, man. I just... I just like seeing different decks. I'm excited to watch this weekend. And honestly, that can probably bring us to the end. Joe, before we leave, is there anything you would like to add? Everybody have a good weekend. Stay warm. Stay warm. Enjoy Orlando this weekend. We'll be back next week to talk about our feelings, responses, and just the outcomes of the event itself. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do each and every week. We will see you next time.